everyone. Happy Saturday. This is Kaylee Cella with today's top news. Five people have died from falling trees amid a fierce winter storm pounding the East Coast. An 11-year-old boy in New York was killed when a tree crashed through his house in New York Putnam County shortly after noon Friday. A six-year-old Virginia boy and adults in Virginia, Rhode Island, and Maryland also died Friday due to fallen trees or tree limbs. Meanwhile, police in New York reported that several barges broke loose in the Hudson River during the storm. The Coast Guard and the New York City Fire Department, as well as commercial tugs, responded. More than 100 police officers, some heavily armed in camouflage uniforms, searched neighborhoods near Central Michigan University on Friday for a 19-year-old student su- for a 19-year-old student suspected of killing his parents at a dormitory and then running from campus. The shooting at Campbell Hall happened on a day when parents were arriving to pick up students for the beginning of a week-long spring break. The suspect, James Eric Davis Jr., was arrested without incident after an individual spotted him on a train passing through the north end of campus shortly after midnight. The university identified the two dead as Davis's mother, Diva Davis, and father, James Davis Sr., a part-time police officer in the Chicago suburb of Bellwood. The shooting occurred around 8.30 a.m. at a residence hall at Central Michigan, which is about 70 miles north of Lansing. Though a suspected motivation for the shooting has not yet been discovered, Lieutenant Larry Klaus said the suspected shooter was taken to a hospital Thursday night by campus police because of a drug-related health problem, possibly an overdose. Former U.S. Senate candidate Roy Moore is pleading for money to pay for his legal bills as he fights a lawsuit against a woman who says he molested her when she was 14 years old. Moore said on a campaign Facebook page Thursday that his quote-unquote resources have been depleted. The link indicated that Moore has raised just $32,000 of a $250,000 fundraising goal. Lee Korfman has accused Moore of touching her when she was 14, and he was in his 30s. She is suing Moore, saying Moore and his campaign defamed her as he denied the allegations. Moore has sent multiple emails to supporters seeking donations to the fund since losing the 2017 election to Democratic Senator Doug Jones. Georgia lawmakers' decision to punish Delta Airlines for publicly distancing itself from the National Rifle Association was an extraordinary act of political revenge. By killing a proposed tax break on jet fuel, pro-gun Republicans won a political victory that could pay off in the short term, but other companies won't soon forget that Georgia allied itself with the NRA over one of its largest private employers, with 33,000 workers statewide. Tom Stringer, a New York-based consultant for the business advisory firm BDO, said, quote, When you inject naked politics, and that's what this is, into the economic equation, I think that it does have the chance of spooking the business community. One thing about the business community is that it has a very long memory. The uproar began last Saturday when Delta stopped offering discounted fares to NRA members in the wake of the school massacre in Florida. On Friday, Delta CEO Ed Bastian insisted in a memo to employees that the company was, quote, not taking sides on gun control and made the decision in hopes of removing itself from the gun debate. He said the company's values are not for sale and we, quote, are proud and honored to locate our headquarters here. 
Delta recently signed a 20-year lease to keep its hub at Hartfield's Jackson International Airport in Atlanta, and business consultants said other Atlanta-based firms such as Coca-Cola and UPS will likely stay put too. But GOP lawmakers' willingness to use public money to try to intimidate corporations could damage Georgia's ability to attract new industry, including Amazon, which recently named Metro Atlanta a finalist for its coveted second headquarters. President Trump's plan to slap taxes on steel and aluminum imports was branded Friday as quote-unquote absolutely unacceptable by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of Canada, the United States' biggest foreign source of both metals. Trump hasn't sparked a trade war yet, but his provocative action has raised the risk of an all-out conflict that could pit the United States against its friends and the entire global financial system that it helped create after World War II. When Trump announced Thursday he was imposing a 25% tariff on steel and 10% tariff on aluminum on national security grounds, he set into motion the possibility that trading partners would fight back with tariffs of their own. The rebukes delivered on Friday suggested that some countries were prepared to retaliate, if necessary. Trudeau stressed his comments he was prepared to quote-unquote defend Canadian industry and that the tariffs would also hurt U.S. consumers and businesses because prices could rise. The 28 countries in the European Union could respond by taxing goods that are core to the American industry, such as bourbon whiskey, blue jeans, and Harley-Davidson motorcycles. China, the world's largest steel producer and Trump's primary target, stayed quiet about how it would respond. Trump's fellow Republicans urged caution. Doug Andres, an aide for House Speaker Paul Ryan, said that Ryan is, quote, hoping the president will consider the unintended consequences of this idea. But the U.S. president appears to be in battle mode. On Twitter, Trump wrote, quote, trade wars are good and easy to win. And that's it for your Saturday morning news. For more or for breaking stories, follow us on Twitter at Anchor. That's at A-N-C-H-O-R.